0: Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I have in my house a number of heirlooms. Some of them are worth some money, other, others not really worth much at all, but to me... They're all valuable because of the people or the events that they remind me of. There's a birch bark birdhouse that's hanging in my garage. It's not really all that useful to birds there in the garage. But I keep it somewhere safe because it was made by my grandfather. And it reminds me of when I was little. I used to help him with projects in his basement workshop. It's been a long time since the the Lord called him home to heaven, but I still have that little birdhouse. I would guess that most of you have some things like that in in your homes, things that, that connect you to the past, maybe, things that you think about passing on to your own children one day. Heirlooms are a, a good reminder that we human beings don't exist independently of, of one another. John Donne famously wrote that no man is an island. A- and it's, it's true, we, we come from our parents and our grandparents. We, we exist in relation to one another, relationships to one another. We're, we're brothers and sisters were friends and neighbors, were customers and co-workers. The people who were closest to Jesus weren't so much blood relatives, they were his disciples. But as the end of Jesus' time on this earth drew close... What heirloom could he give to them? What would they remember him by? He had no possessions other than the clothes on his back. On the night before his death, Jesus gave his disciples an heirloom unlike anything else in the world, an heirloom without compare. He gave them a meal, a sacrament of his own body and blood for their salvation. This heritage, this heirloom, continues to be passed down to disciples of Jesus. It's something far greater than a birch bark birdhouse. The Lord's Supper is an heirloom that connects us to Jesus, to his church, his people, past, present, and future. Tonight we're looking at Luke's account of the Last Supper. Luke tells about how it was the Passover and how the the Passover was prepared for Jesus and his disciples in a, a most mysterious and wonderful way. The disciples were all ready to get to work, finding a place, setting it up, preparing it for that supper, but Jesus told them, no, they would find a man carrying a jar of water, follow him to a house that they would find ready and prepared, How did the owner of the house know? To prepare it for them. Had he spoken to Jesus? Had an angel appeared to him? Luke doesn't say. But this this miracle, which is small compared to many of Jesus' miracles, still reminds us of just who Jesus is. And then Luke describes this meal, he says, When the hour had come, Jesus reclined at the table with the twelve apostles. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took a cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is being poured out for you. Jesus had known what the disciples would find with the man carrying the water jar in the upper room. And he knew what was coming beyond that as well. He knew it was coming later that night and in the next days. This meal, this was his last meal with his disciples. And yet he told them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you. Might seem like a, like a strange thing to, to be eager for. Is a man on death row eager for his last meal? Or, or does he, he chew those bites slowly and agonizingly? knowing that they're his last. But Jesus was eager because this this was his goal. This is what he had come for. He came to fulfill the Passover as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It wasn't that he was eager for the pain of suffering, and it wasn't that he was eager to die, but he was so eager for our salvation, that he was willing to do anything, to sacrifice himself, to give his own life, to accomplish it. What Jesus talks about here, it's simply beyond us. The kingdom of God, Jesus, is, is that where you're going? I'm sure it's, it's great, we'll remember you when you're gone. But as for me, I don't know where that is. I don't know how to get there. And even if I could find it, I don't think anyone would let me in. Why should I expect an inheritance from God? No, my life is destined to be lived out uh, on this earth. My end is the grave. My belongings will pass on to others, heirlooms by which they'll remember me for a time, and then I too will be forgotten. But Jesus gives to us to his disciples this heirloom of the Lord's supper. And in this, Jesus does something wonderful. This he declares with all the authority by which he created the universe, this is my body given for you. This He proclaims with the same powerful word that unleashed the ten plagues on Egypt while delivering the children of Israel, this is my blood poured out for you. The kingdom of God is where Jesus was going, but not before the cross. Not before he bore our sins and our death in his body on that tree. Not before he drank to the dregs the agony of hell for you and for me and for every person who has ever lived on this earth. And not before that same body which was given for us on the cross was raised again in glory on the third day. Dear disciple of Jesus, the Lord's Supper is your great heirloom, an heirloom without compare. Our gracious God has bound you to himself, and he binds you to one another. Jesus Himself is your inheritance. He makes his body your food and his blood your drink. Honoring his supper, you honor Jesus. And through it, Jesus gives you life. The one who eats from the tree of life cannot die. The one who eats and drinks of Jesus lives forever. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.